Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 17 of the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan, and as always, I'm coming to you from the Bat Cave here in what yesterday was really, really warm Cincinnati, and today is pretty chilly. Um, today's episode, got to get right to the point, yeah? Right? None of this idle chit-chat. Let's just get to it. So we'll have a, a pretty hefty news update for you with some really useful information there. We'll have the weekly Galaxy CDs Rocks business recap, which is kind of a fun one this week. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about some tips to maybe help with your views and your sales on eBay. But first, I wanted to talk about just kind of generally motivation and discipline, motivation versus discipline, why both of them are important, why one is certainly harder than the other, to do and one maybe both are very hard to maintain so when you're first starting out motivation just kind of comes naturally you're excited you're pumped up to get started in reselling and you get right to it and you've got all these big plans and you you know you're sourcing and you're suddenly you start adding to your death pile and to some extent it's kind of self-fulfilling it just kind of rolls you work and you work and you work and it doesn't really feel like work when you get started because you're excited and it's new and it's fresh and things go pretty well. At some point, however, that newness starts to wear off and what was once fun suddenly becomes a little more, more like work. And that's where it's important that you have discipline. Motivation is fleeting and it's very, very difficult to maintain. And the best way to maintain it is almost to force it by being disciplined. You have to stay focused. If you let that initial love of what you're doing kind of dissipate, it'll become a struggle. And it's really, really easy to let your foot off the gas. And maybe then you get motivated because you see your sales start to fall and you see your business start to fall and your bank accounts start to fall. And that, you know, negative motivation is a real thing. <laughs> uh, so that is certainly a possibility, but having the discipline to attack that death pile, to continue to go source and to continue to list and to continue to respond to crazy customer questions on whatever the platform of choice is, that ultimately is more powerful than your motivation because discipline is something that once you get it built and instilled and come up with a program and a plan, it becomes sustainable. It's something that you can do. It becomes a habit and it becomes easier to maintain than motivation, which is much more kind of emotional and can be a lot more fleeting. Everybody's different in how they can set discipline. Some people can just mentally, Hey, I, I know I need to get this done today, this week, this month. Other people, I'm a big list writer. Um, I'm notorious for having a legal pad full of notes of things I want to accomplish. Whether it's in reselling or something else, I believe strongly in lists. I, I feel like I'm fairly self-disciplined to start with, but those things help keep me focused. And if, if you're like me and you tend to sometimes drift a little bit, having a list and sticking to it, having a planner, having a calendar. Um, I've showed it before my listing little 
calendar booklet where I track with the little hash marks how many listings I know what I want to get to in any given week. I have that, you know, I have that target written down. I have it embedded in my mind, but I still track it on a daily basis to know what kind of progress I'm making. Those kinds of tasks and self-discipline are the things that will help set you apart from other resellers because you're going to stay on task. You will stay, you'll continue to list daily. You'll continue to source. You'll continue to do the little things to add the item specifics, to take the extra picture, to make sure you're using the good keywords. Those kind of things are vitally important to your business and they all stem from being disciplined enough to do them day in and day out. So that would be, it's not really a quick tip, but it would be a tip for you is to find some way, whatever it is, whether it's a list, a calendar, um, a dry erase board that sits on your refrigerator or wherever it is that it's a constant reminder to you that you need to get things done. The earlier you can start something like that, if you can start that when you're fresh and new and motivated it becomes a habit that much quicker and it becomes that much easier to maintain long-term. So I did a podcast, gosh, it's months ago now about goals and goal setting. And that's kind of the first step to this. Again, the motivation part is easy. It's real easy to put that goal up there. Having a plan and the discipline to execute it, to achieve that goal is something else entirely. And again, it's what will allow you to succeed longer term then you see a lot of a lot of potential resellers who maybe have a really good eye for product, but they don't have the discipline to get things listed and their business falls off. I see this also kind of in the podcasting and YouTube world. I'm constantly on the search for new and interesting podcasts to listen to. And I, you know, you do a Google search for reselling podcasts and you pull up this list. And there's a lot of them out there and you look and you pull them up and they did three, four, five episodes a year ago and gone. Not, and it is difficult. I will say that it can be difficult every week or multiple times a week to come up with something to talk about that you feel like would be useful and worthwhile. Cause I don't, I don't want to waste your time with a bunch of dumb stuff. <laughs> uh, and I'm not one of those guys. I, and I've talked about this before I want to share my experience and my journey and my thoughts on things, but I'm not trying to be a guru. I'm not, I'm not going to do a video about 10 ways to trick the eBay algorithm or, you know, these 10 items sell fast for big money. That's just not my, it's not my nature. It's not my style. And I don't, I don't find those videos for me at least to be particularly useful or insightful. So coming up with something that's legitimately, I think, of value to people that is true to my own kind of philosophy and the things I like to see can be a bit of a challenge. But having the discipline to figure it out every week has allowed me to do whatever it is now, 60 plus episodes on YouTube and to the podcast. So clearly to that extent, compared to the folks who've done four or five and then given it up, I've figured that out. Uh, if you have something <laughs> that you'd like to hear me talk about, feel free, leave it in the comments or send me a message, galaxycds at gmail.com. Let me know something you'd be interested in hearing about, either about me or my business or whatever. Give me some topics to, to talk about. That would be helpful. Um, but discipline, that's the one for this week. 
find a way to get that done. So with that, let's talk about a few reader comments, reader viewer comments, listener comments. I've uh, got quite a bit of response to last week's episode about is reselling unethical? Uh, Timmy Pine, who is the show's uh, individual contributor. Thank you, as always, for your contribution to the show. Uh, I appreciate it more than I can properly express. Uh, He says, I typed up a three-paragraph comment addressing the articles about reselling being unethical, and then I realized nobody would read that much. (laughs) Uh, Simply put, their logic doesn't check out for me. Nobody needs a 1980 Pokemon shirt. And that's true. And that was kind of the point I was making. You know, we're as resellers, we're probably cherry picking the really good stuff from the thrift stores, but we're not cleaning the place out. And I, th- I think stuff is still available to the people in those communities who those stores are meant to serve. So, uh, Timmy, I agree. We're, we're not doing a disservice. Francisco commented as a book reseller who loves books. I look at it as kind of a rescue mission. Find a quote-unquote unwanted book, share the find on eBay, pass it along to a new home. For my time, the value, I get justly compensated for making these wheels turns, and a book gets a lifeline until a new owner passes it on to someone else. I do not feel bad about my reseller activities. Outstanding. In a lot of cases, especially with items like that, you know, books and, you know, the more collectible stuff that somebody just doesn't want anymore, you're just offering that then to someone else. And I don't, I don't find anything wrong with any of that. Uh, P Diddy T tube. Anything is worth what someone will pay for it. If a reseller happens to find something worth more, but only pay a small percentage, good job. Take a shirt. For example, even if a reseller finds a profitable item, like you say, thrift stores have hundreds more shirts in any color that someone could buy. Absolutely. Again, we're not cleaning out these thrift stores. So I think, I think we're all doing okay. Um, JRKR1964 commented on my video from Wednesday about you need to be alert to upcoming changes to run your reselling business. Uh, I was aware of the item specifics things, but I'm a procrastinator for things that are unpleasant. I am trying to update some each day now as I have time. Uh, She has hundreds to update according to her comments uh, on the YouTube channel. So uh, I definitely feel for you. That goes back a little bit to what I talked about at the beginning. Set yourself a target. I want to do 10 a day. I want to do 20 a day, whatever the number is, and get the discipline to do those. Know that it's beneficial for you because adding those things helps. And we'll talk about this in the second part of the show I with the eBay algorithm. So, and again, like I said, I'm not trying to tell you how to trick the eBay algorithm, but it's pretty clear some of the things that it looks for, and we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Um, shop Epic Gifts. I talked about the, the the fact that folks were not aware of some of the changes coming up, and he commented, I really like your news updates. This is where I come to look for reseller news. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will continue to do that. I, I really, I think it's important that people have a source to kind of hear things that you might near her not hear otherwise. So I really try to do that. It is something that's important to me. It's something that I'm already focused on for my own business and sharing that with all of you hopefully brings 
all of you some value and you find some good in it and there's some really interesting stuff in the news coming up which we will get to right after this break again just a quick shout out to timmy p for contributing to the channel month after month i absolutely appreciate it very much and with that we will be right back thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you're on apple Podcasts and you want to do me a solid please leave me a review that would be awesome if you're listening anywhere else, there's a link in the show notes to my Podchaser page where you can also go and leave a review. Be sure to check me out on YouTube at Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips and follow me on Instagram at Galaxy CDs Rocks. Thanks again. News updates. All right, we're back. I never quite know what to do with myself looking at the camera while that news intro is playing. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the news. Uh, eBay this week announced QR codes for labels. No printer, no problem. You can take advantage of eBay label discounts and automatic tracking even if you don't have a printer. Now you can use eBay labels to get digital QR codes that allow you to print shipping labels at participating post offices or shipping retailers. How do you do that, you may ask? I will link to this and all these news stories in the show notes and the uh, video description below. Package your sold item. You can check out packaging best practices here, it says, but there's no link. So <laughs> do with that what you will. Uh, view order details from your list of sold items and click print shipping label. Select the shipping service which supports the QR code label option right now it is only usps a qr code will automatically be emailed to you once you purchase a shipping label and you can download it from the confirmation screen head to your nearest carrier drop-off location offering print in store not everyone is participating in this uh, my recommendation talk to your post office before you show up with a bunch of packages and qr codes i asked my postal clerk this morning about the qr code and they had no idea what i was talking about so this is a brand new program it'll probably take a while to get rolled out into your local post offices so ask first before you show up uh have your package ready to ship have the retail associate scan the qr code from your phone they will print the ebay label for you to apply to your shipment Tracking information will automatically be uploaded so the order can be tracked all the way to the buyer's front door. Uh, and then they have a link for finding the nearest USPS location. This, again, is just the generic link that goes to all of their locations, not the ones that are participating in this program. My expectation would be that at some point they will all be participating in this program, but I don't know that that's the case yet, as I just mentioned. Uh, it says FedEx and UPS will be coming soon. So this is really nice uh particularly for new sellers or kind of your hobby seller that's only selling one or two items or a few items a week maybe uh where you can just go in and quickly get a label printed by showing the qr code on your phone really nice option probably doesn't help full-time sellers i don't think i want to show up to the post office and have them scan 15 or 16 barcodes in the morning and another 10 or 12 <laughs> maybe later in the afternoon but for a new seller or someone who's only selling a few packages uh, here and there that doesn't want to invest in a printer, this is a really, really great option. So again, I will link to it in the show notes below. Speaking of USPS and postage, I talked about on 
the podcast on Wednesday about the temporary price increase for the holidays that went into effect last Sunday. And that runs through, I think it's midnight on the 26th of December. There is also already a proposed permanent price change, which is scheduled to go into effect in January. I think it's January 24th is what's listed. Again, I will link to this in the show notes below. It is The link will take you directly to the USPS site, which has downloadable spreadsheets of all the proposed changes. It's essentially pretty much across the board. There will be changes. It has been revised and revised again at this point. It is only proposed. It is not finalized. But typically, January is when we see the new year's permanent price increases go into effect. These things normally don't get canceled. I would expect it may get adjusted a few times between now and the time it's implemented. But uh, keep that in the back of your mind. We're going to have this temporary price increase that goes through essentially a day or two after Christmas. Then it will go away. And then not quite a month later, there will probably be a new price increase. I took a quick look at a couple of them. They don't appear to be as significant in some cases, at least, as the temporary price increases that are in effect right now, but the prices are going up. So if you're a a big offerer of free shipping, be aware of that. This is going to affect your bottom line. If you only do calculated shipping, your buyers are going to pay this increased cost. No problems for you. Moving on, in the sphere of companies offering IPOs, ThreadUp has announced that they are planning a public stock offering. Uh, Not a ton of details available on this just yet. They have filed a confidential, where is it, where is it here? Uh, I've totally lost it. (laughs) Uh, It follows Poshmark's announcement that they are going to uh, offer an IPO. ThreadUp was founded in 2009, so they've been around for a while. And uh, they're going to try to cash in on that wave as well. No idea. They have not announced any kind of pricing or anything like that yet, but uh, be on the lookout for that if you are an investor and like to invest in reselling companies. Etsy is positioned for abundant upside potential. Uh, There's a news article on Seeking Alpha stating that Etsy is in the right place at the right time. Revenue is growing at full speed and profit margins are expanding. Valuation is still reasonable. Again, this is a publicly traded company, so you can get stock in Etsy now. Uh, They laud them for outstanding execution. The e-commerce industry is benefiting from accelerating adoption over recent months. We've talked about that in the past with the pandemic. Many folks are ordering things online and shopping online that maybe weren't doing so before. And Etsy is capitalizing on this significantly. Uh, Etsy is building a differentiated niche by focusing on its mission of making commerce human and specializing in handmade products, vintage items, and crafted goods. Importantly, this sets the company aside from Amazon and it provides a layer of competitive differentiation. Clearly, I don't think anybody is under the expectation that Etsy is ever going to be as big as Amazon, but they are positioned in a market that Amazon really doesn't play in. So that is definitely an advantage for them. Uh, There is another article about Etsy that they are adding a new payment platform 
an installment platform called Klarna. Uh, Klarna, which calls itself a buy now, pay later shopping service provider, announced Tuesday that Etsy has launched the service for its customers, offering options for the customer to pay in installments. Uh, Klarna will be available to Etsy customers in the U.S. now and head to other markets in 2021. It supports purchases that range anywhere from fifty to ten thousand dollars. So this is just another option for buyers to uh, purchase items that are maybe a little more expensive and they want to pay in installments. So if you're an Etsy seller, this is nothing but good news for you. Uh, Etsy has joined a growing list of retailers and brands, including those such as Abercrombie and Fitch and Peloton, uh, that have added this installment payment option. Uh, they've also partnered, Klarna has, that is, with Macy's to offer the option. So this is a company that's clearly on a growth path, so good for them and good for Etsy sellers. Again, something that will help differentiate Etsy a little bit. Keeping on the payment processing front, um, PayPal announced they are jumping into the wild world of cryptocurrency, making it possible for wallet holders to buy, sell, and hold cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, and Litecoin in their PayPal accounts. Starting in 2021, users will be able to spend their crypto caches with any of the 26 million merchants currently accepting PayPal. So that's really interesting. Uh, obviously, with PayPal, to some extent, losing their deal with eBay, they're clearly looking for ways to expand their business and getting into crypto, which a lot of folks are doing. Uh, looks like one way that they intend to do that. So that is also pretty interesting. Are you in the crypto? I'm not. I, maybe I'm just old. <laughs> uh, I'm in the stock market, but I don't, the crypto thing just, I don't, uh, I haven't looked into it enough. I don't, it has no appeal to me really, but there you go. So let's talk about what my week looked like last week. It was another really productive week here at the Galaxy. Uh, we'll just jump right in. Listings kind of split the difference from two weeks ago to last week. I think it was 225, 200 this week, 215. So staying on that 200 plus listing range every week. Next week, uh, this week coming up is going to be a bit of a challenge. I have a long day. I've got to drive to Cleveland for my kind of side gig, my dealer trade drive. So I'm going to lose essentially all day on Monday. So that's going to put me behind the eight ball a little bit. Uh, but I've got plenty of listings. The I'll be just over 6,000 active listings uh, very early this week. So that's kind of good. Didn't do any sourcing again. Um, I am putting a pretty significant dent, obviously 200 plus listings a week for a while. I'm whittling down the stacks of books in the living room. I did pass up an offer this week. My friend Gwen, who has the estate sales, sent me a text. She had an estate sale with some books, and I told her, I said, I'd love to come get them, but I just don't have the room right now. So that's a missed opportunity. I guess if I had made the investment that I talked about last week in a storage unit, I'd have the space, and I could have just gone and got them and thrown them in there, but I'm not quite to that point yet. Speaking of sales, for the week, a really, really nice week. Fifteen ninety three and fifty nine cents, so a couple hundred dollar improvement over the week before. Cost of goods sold very very low, thirty nine dollars and fifty six cents. So my profit margin for the week ninety seven point five two percent. 
just stellar. Uh, the gross profit for the week totaled fifteen fifty four and three pennies. Operating expenses for the week were a little high. My first managed payments eBay invoice hit. I had my store subscription fee. I had a couple of international standard international shipping orders that were billed to my account. So my eBay invoice was $90. That was included this week, which took my total operating expenses to $636.76. Net profit for the week, 57.56%. Again, outstanding. Um, I'm always happy. Anything 50% or over, I'm pretty excited about. Dollar amount, 917.27 for the week. So really, really solid. Very pleased with the way the week went. Uh, lots of activity, lots of new watchers on items I sent. I hate to think how many offers I sent out uh, last week. I don't know. If you do that, what kind of take rate do you have on offers? I find that it's fairly low. I bet it's less than 10%. Um, I've actually seen over the last week some people on Facebook saying, you know, that they send offers because you don't know when you send that offer who it's going to. And if somebody continues to watch an item, they may be getting the offer repeatedly. And, you know, the, the, these watchers are sending messages to the, <laughs> the eBay sellers. Stop sending me these offers. Um, don't watch my item if you don't want those offers because I, I can't tell who you are. It's just generic. It just shows up on the screen that there's somebody interested. Boom, I send an offer. Um, I've talked about this in the past. I do them generally twice a day. Anything that's new from the last one. Sometimes if an item is on sale, I'll send an offer, but generally I'm only doing it on new items that are not currently already on sale. But let me know in comments or in the, uh, uh, reach out to me at anchor.fm slash galaxy CDs rocks and leave me a voicemail. Do you send out offers and what kind of adoption rate do you see on that? Like I said, mine, if I get 10% on a given day, I feel pretty good about that. So, uh, but it does lend some activity to your store. I did have someone who reached out to me uh, late last week and said, man, my sales are down. I'm trying to do everything I can. I don't understand. My watchers are down. My views are down. What's, what can I do? And there's a lot of YouTube videos and podcasts out there that talk about, you know, the eBay algorithm and the things that you can do to sell things more quickly and to keep your store active. My advice, the biggest two things that you can do that are probably the easiest and most beneficial is keep your store active by doing some listings each and every day. Even if it's only three, four, five listings a day, you are much better served within the eBay algorithm, at least this is how it appears, to do say three to five listings a day, then 30 in one day and nothing for the rest of the week. Uh, eBay does not seem to like that. So number one, if you can do a couple listings every day, that keeps your store active. The other thing would be to go in and send those offers. Again, even if nobody takes an offer and makes a purchase, it keeps your store active, which will boost your listings in the eBay algorithm so that they'll get seen. And even if those items don't sell, hopefully it will lead to more sales. So hopefully that's a useful tip for you. If you can do those two things, obviously the primary thing is to have items that people are actually looking for that they want that are listed at competitive prices and with fully detailed listings. Uh, that's something else, obviously, that eBay really, really likes. Use all the pictures. Use good keywords in your titles. Use 
uh, all of the item specifics that you can use. The more of those lines you can fill up, the better off you are. I watched a video the other day where there was a guy who suggested, even if it doesn't apply to your particular item, just go in and put not applicable or NA, anything to fill in that item specific. So that might be something to try as well as you're doing listings. You got stuff, you know, I list a ton of books, obviously, and regional cuisine is a topic, <laughs> is a item specific that comes up. And I'm listening to a book about German U-boats during World War II, and one of the options is regional cuisine. And I'm like, I, that doesn't really, <laughs> what do I do with that? And I have just been leaving it blank. I may try throwing NA in there just to see if it makes any difference. Those books typically sell fairly well anyway, but there's another idea for you. So uh, hope that helps. Let me know what you're doing. Hope you're having a great week. Hope you have a great week. And with that, it's time to sell. Thanks for stopping by. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.